0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Sister Show, The Black Woman Experience. I am your host, Deborah Meals, and I'm here to tell you today how I dealt with my trauma because in the previous episode, I spoke to you about how to deal with trauma. I did speak a little about some of the things that I did, but not in full. Hopefully, I'll be able to get it all out in this episode, but you know, I feel like it's necessary even though I have spoken about, especially in the previous episodes from 2020, I've spoken a lot about my trauma, about all the things and the people and the characters that have contributed to my pain and how I dealt with it and how I'm moving forward. It's an ongoing process. Growth is an ongoing ongoing process, but I, I do, I'm happy with the choices that I've made. I'm happy that I've gotten to that light at the end of the tunnel. And I am still moving forward. So I feel like it's necessary for me to tell you how I dealt with my trauma. And I don't particularly know where to start. I'll just start somewhere. Hopefully as I'm talking, the pieces will fall into place. And then I'll just keep adding stuff and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so this actually started when I was in my second year of uni. I had... No, was I in my second year? I was either in my second year or between my first and second. Either way, I was in university. I, uh, yeah, I, th- I was. In, I was between my first and second year, and I went to. I went to university. I went to. I went to university with this parasite. I always referred to her as a parasite because, in biology, even though this is not precisely how they would define it, but a parasite is an organism that exists at the expense of the other organism. But she was a parasite. You know she it was this this girl name i think i've I've mentioned her name so i might as well just mention her name was ida and she pretended to be my friend you know because i guess i was so insecure that even though i did see the signs of her not liking me i refused to i didn't want to i didn't trust myself enough to believe it because i was that insecure i I had low self-esteem so i did not trust my intuition But anyway, throughout the whole year, you know, I've made a podcast about her, so I don't really want to repeat it and go into details. You just have to go and listen to it and then come and listen to this, possibly. But anyway, when everything went down, I was so hurt. I was so angry. I was so upset with myself because of course when you've been manipulated and taken advantage of you are angry at the other person of course that just goes without saying but i was so angry at myself for ignoring my intuition and not listening all the times when i thought i knew that she was taking advantage of all the times it's like i will see her smiling when she got what she wanted from me and all the times that I, even the friendship could have even not in, not even have gotten to that point that it did you know i just ignored it i just ignored my intuition and all the warnings and i didn't and i was angry at myself so i was angry at myself and i was angry at myself and of course i it's because i haven't dealt with my trauma that's even why i i could even allow such a person into my life because at the stage that i'm at i don't i think you, you When you get to the other side, you can be able to see those who are just there to hurt you. Your intuition will tell you because you'll be more in tune with it. So you wouldn't fall easily back into such a situation. But I didn't trust. I didn't trust myself and I was very angry at myself. I was very angry. So because of all those emotions that i was feeling at the time of course it's trauma and all the trauma from my past all those things i would kept popping up but these were things that have happened from when i was younger because trauma commonly happens when you are younger so and these were the things that i would when i you know as i was growing up i would go to the adults around me and they would be invalidating me and gaslighting me and undermining how i feel making it seem like oh just let it go let it go it's not that big of a deal it's in the past blah 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 and of course i want to be happy and i'm trying to let it go but that's not how trauma works you don't get over it by ignoring it, you had to deal with it. But I didn't know that at the time. So when they're telling me you should let it go, you should let it go, you need to let it, you need, you, you know, you're just, why are you, you still bringing up the past and blah, blah, blah. I was buying into it thinking, and that was the truth. And I was betraying myself in a a process. But obviously, because that's not how it works, those memories still kept popping up. So when I was going through it and I was feeling those array of emotions of how she made me feel and and she is still telling everyone that she is the victim in this. But, you know, that's who she decided to be. So the truth will always come out. Even if I am lying to you, the truth will come out but through all those array of emotions all the things from my past just kept popping up and because of all the lies that i believed from what they were telling me to let it go i kept ignoring it but at that point in time i just could not ignore it anymore and i was i was just i was i was not in a good place i couldn't i don't know if i can i can't really describe it precisely i can just give you a sense of it i just was not in a good place i wasn't happy i was depressed but I didn't even acknowledge my depression or my anxiety. I was just not in a good place because I wasn't taught to acknowledge my emotions or to deal with my emotions. I was just taught to suppress them so i I thought suppressing them is how it goes away but because of all everything I was feeling everything I was feeling at that time, I just couldn't do it anymore i just i just could not i couldn't i couldn't i just couldn't <laughs> there's no other way. There's no other way to describe it. I just could not let it go. I was like, you know what? That thing that happened to me when I was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, I'm gonna cry about it because it made me upset, and I can't, I can't betray myself anymore. I can't do this to myself anymore. I can't act as if I, I know. I can't act as if I'm supposed to let it go when it keeps popping up. It's kind of like it keeps it keeps knocking on the door of my mind and knocking on the door of my heart and i've been told to ignore it it will go it will go away or you're not supposed to open the door so it's like i just got tired i was like you know what i'll just i'll just deal with it i'll just cry about it and everything kept popping up like a pressure cooker i feel like we are all pressure cookers but it's like you know it's a pressure cooker and i was like rather than trying to um you know simply just open up a pressure cooker because that's not going to be good that's when someone's reached their boiling point and they just can't take it anymore and it explodes i'm going to release all the pressure that's inside I, i'm going to release it so as much as i was angry about her i was still upset about my childhood or all the unresolved issues and i was crying about it and i was crying about it and things just kept popping up and popping up and popping up and there's some things that i thought that i had you know i was lying to myself that i dealt with it and i was over it but you know there were things that i thought i was over you know you know I and i there was still hurting so i'll just i'll just let it and i'll just cry about it and cry about it and i wasn't particularly i didn't even think to call this a healing journey i was just letting myself be i was just letting myself go it's like i just can't take it anymore i don't know what's going on i need to let this out you know so i just kept crying about it they all kept popping up i kept crying about it and then as i was crying about it i just i was just talking out loud and there was no one there obviously if anyone heard me oh no i don't say if anyone heard me if anyone saw me it would look like i'm just like i'm crazy but i knew i wasn't i was just because all the times when i'm you know i'm screaming the truth when i was a child to adults and then they will undermine me and 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 invalidate me and gaslight me and it's like how i feel is valid you know i didn't just come up with this you know this happened and this happened and this happened and these were things that made it stay in so i was just letting it out and i was saying all the things that i that i wish were heard at that point in time like i was like this happened and no one even thought to tell the truth no one ever thought to listen to me everyone just took her word for it. everyone always did this to me and i was just talking out loud is what i was doing no one was there i was just talking out loud But I was not alone, okay? You always have angels around you and God is listening to you. God knows what happened to you, God knows. But God is listening to you. So you just need to let it out, just cry about it. You can't do this with anyone. You have to do this by yourself. Because if anyone was around me, I think I was always pretending like I had good friends around me, surrounding myself with people who who never loved me, who were never who never cared about me, who never had my my feelings in mind. I'm just some person that was so insecure that I would allow them into their life. So of course they'll come in and they'll take whatever it is they need from me, whether it's me driving them places or me giving them money or stuff like that. They never had my good in mind. Nothing they did was for me. It was always for them. So, anyway, you know, I thought I'd always surrounded myself with people like that as a way of drowning out the voice and the memories even more. But at that point in time, having found out that that girl was who she was, I just couldn't take it anymore because it's kind of like I thought I had things under control, but clearly I didn't. So, what has gone wrong? And since I don't know, I don't know what to do right now, I'm just going to cry about it. I'm just going to let myself be. This is my house. I, w- I lived alone, you know. And. You know, so I'm just letting it out and letting it out. And as I, you know, I eventually get tired and I'll go to sleep. <laughs> well, sometimes I would still be on a particular topic for like days at a time. But eventually I would stop. And of course, like I said in a previous episode, the onion, one layer has been removed. Now you need to work on the next layer. Now another memory is popping up. Now, at first I was crying mostly about these things. But then as time went on, And I was realizing, I think I was beginning to realize what I was doing in terms of growth and healing. I was like, okay, I want to feel confident in my body, in myself. I don't want to feel insecure. I don't want to feel the things that I feel. I don't want to feel guilt or shame or fear over things that i don't even know why i'm feeling these things i don't know why i feel shame why do i feel ashamed of my body because they said so because they called me fat so i'm not supposed to love myself so because i i made a mistake i'm supposed to condemn myself forever no i don't know why i felt like that even though it felt like at that time i didn't have i couldn't feel any other way i didn't know how to let go of the guilt or the shame or the fear but i was feeling it but i didn't know how i was gonna let it go but anyway here we are so i you know um i wanted to let it go so i was crying about it just talking out loud uh, you know i was watching youtube channels that had people talk about narcissistic abuse the one i was watching at that time was called inner integration um it was called inner integration and then you know as i kept watching more and more and more, and more channels kept, kept popping up the one i i subscribe to right now is dr romani She's a she's a woman and she's a therapist and she's you know she is a therapist the woman with, the one with the inner integration was really just a woman trying to help everyone out when if she happens to listen to this one day meredith miller if her words were very helpful at that time like I was consuming everything and everything that she was talking about with narcissistic abuse. I was like, yeah, that's what happened to me. That's what that bitch did. This is what happened. Yes, yes, yes. Like everything she's saying, like, yes, this is exactly what I'm feeling. Thank God she understands me. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah i was crying about it and i was watching his youtube channel and i just wasn't in a good place i was ready i was like you know what i started to evaluate my whole life i was like if i if i thought things were good when nothing was good with this bitch of a parasite and all those people and that i considered friends even family everybody suspect who else do i think things are good with that are things are not good with? who else am i lying to myself that they love me but they really don't so it's like i can't i could not evaluate every single person at that point in time so it was like i just i just started to distance myself from everyone i started to look at everyone because just so i can be by myself because i was by myself but you know just so i can you know um you know ma- try to maintain a clear head clear head even though my head was not clear but you know just so i can be like okay i'm looking at this friend this friend who did did, does she love me do her actions reflect that she loves me have i been lying to myself just like ida yes because i'm looking back on all the all the situations i've been in and i've realized that this one particular friend i had called Brittany, i was just that friend that she always called because i was always available she would always come and trouble me with her bullshit problems and when it was time for me, even sometimes we would just be on the phone, just because she wanted. She called me. She just needs company. It's like when you turn on a TV, but you're not watching it. But you just turn on the TV so that there's noise. That's how it's. That's how I was to her. Because I always picked up the phone. I thought if you're a good friend to other people, they'll be they'll do the same back. If I'm always, if I make myself always available to her, you know, I I now I know I will always have a friend to always you know fall back on when I need someone there. You know but that wasn't the case she would call me we'll talk for hours sometimes we'll even just be on the phone the phone will just be on facetime but we are not even talking to each other just to have someone there but whenever i call her like i need someone to talk to she's like oh what's up what do you want like i'm like i'm disturbing her so the it was not reciprocated she always said she loved me but she never always said let me repeat that she did not always say she said it but her actions never reflected it in fact her actions indicated that she did not like me her actions indicated that i'm just someone she has to deal with for the sake of for the sake of having to need a a car ride here and there i'm just someone that she has to deal deal with occasionally for the sake of needing someone to deal with her bullshit problems from time to time her actions indicating that she did not like me but i was too insecure to realize that you know I was just that friend that was always available sometimes you know she would call me about one particular thing she always called me about that wasted my time and it my energy was well, she would always call me about her boyfriend she would text her boyfriend at let's say one o'clock it's three. he hasn't responded and he's online Wow give him the benefit of the doubt I tell this girl give him the benefit of the doubt is he at work yes did he tell you he was not gonna be able to respond yes why the hell are you telling me this? I wouldn't say it with that energy though. I wouldn't say it like that. I would say it in a jokey way because I'm thinking I'm giving this girl advice. She's going to listen to my advice. But no, I would give her advice and Ida as well. I would give them advice. They would go do the same thing again and then come back to me with a problem. But I didn't know how to protect my energy. So I was to listen to them and I was to give them advice. Like I was wasting my energy. And only when I began this healing process yet did I realize that every single time I spoke to her, I was always drained because I was given so much energy to her thinking, let me give her all this love because when it's time for me, you know, she will do the same for me. She never did. Nothing she's ever done for me came from a place of love. She, none, her actions never proved that she loved me. I'm just someone she had to deal with for the sake of a car ride or, or whatever it is from here or for, you know, a listening ear from time to time. So I just thought sometimes she would call me. She You know, she had this habit of calling me, FaceTiming me precisely, then clicking off a of FaceTime and scrolling on Instagram, which goes back to my analogy of when you turn on a TV but you're not really listening to it just for the sake of having... You know a tv on or i don't know what it makes us feel but whatever that is that's what i was to her because i'm thinking why are you facetiming me if you're just going to scroll through instagram you know if someone sent you a message on instagram sure you can check it or something but it's like why do you it happens all the time to the ex and i would still be on facetime because it's like you facetime me you can give me a regular call if you don't want to see my face or something but it's like immediately i pick up that she clicks off and starts scrolling through instagram nothing valuable just looking at other people's lives looking at memes you know the only thing of value that we had in that friendship was that we sent each other memes but you know um that was how she valued me and when i began to protect my energy what i started to do was um whenever she would call me and I would realise after like 10 seconds is quiet i will be like oh did you need me for anything Was there something she wanted to say Obviously not I'm just taking I am just uh, background noise for her So I'm just background noise So I was like you know I'll call you later And I kept doing that over and over again And I realised how much less we started to talk She would still try it obviously Because she's used to it She's used to having a friend who she can blab Bullshit problems to You know But I started to. I just started to. I started to distance myself from her, and I started to protect my energy. We hardly saw each other. We hardly saw each other. She never made an effort to see me. In fact, when sometimes I would go and see her, maybe I wouldn't call first. Not that she had important visitors. We're just uni students with no priorities. But if she, you know, um, she she would she wouldn't be happy to see me. I'm just I'm just some friend on the side she would she would she's made it even clear i'm not even gonna exaggerate this she's made it clear so many times that she's had other friends you know in other in in london because we were ours university was not in london she's made it clear so many times that she has other friends and they're her best friends that i only know what she wants me to know that i'm only we're only friends because we're in leicester you would think that someone saying that directly to my face i would acknowledge the fact that oh shit we're not really friends but no that's how my self-esteem was so she's made it clear several times that our, our friendship had no value i was just convenient you know so I can't even feel bad. I don't even... I just blocked her number and cut her off. There was, I don't think she'll miss me. <laughs> I don't think she'll miss me. She would rather hang out... She'd rather tell her other friends the deep secrets and tell me the bullshit issues that she deals with or rather hang out with these other friends who she had in that same city where our university was. She'd rather hang out with them than hang out, hang out with me because I'm just that person that is... I don't know. I don't know. I can't say precisely how she saw me because I'm not in her head. But, you know, she didn't value me as a point I'm trying to make. So, um, I just started... When I, when I started realizing all these things, I just started this i I didn't accept i would if she didn't have anything valuable to say i would end the call if we're just gonna hear each other breathe over the phone i would end the call we started talking a lot less i started trying to heal my heal you know i was still going through it and i was evaluating every single person in my life from the friendship i wouldn't call that friendship but anyway for the sake of uh, for lack of a better word friendships even my family i was like family does no good in the bible it said your enemies will be in your own household so that like i said god has given you so much freedom people are still tied to their families because they feel like oh but they're still my mother they're still my father they're still my brother it means nothing because if they do if they're living at your expense you have no obligation to make them happy for the sake of being family it means nothing it genuinely means nothing if there is no love if there is no love, you are under no obligation to stay with your family or anyone in that case. So, yeah, that was kind of how I dealt with it. Because it was mainly friendships at that time. It was a di- That was a different time in my life. The time I'm recording this, I'm also at a different stage. I've now graduated and we're in lockdown and whatever. But, you know... I've realized that, you know, I want freedom. I want freedom. I want to be happy. I want peace of mind. And they didn't contribute to that in any way. I don't need to analyze every single thing they say to me, just on a general scale. And also remembering specific scenarios. I would also know that they didn't really like me. They only tolerated me. You know, I didn't have any good people around me. And I realized that I, I never... Because sometimes it's like I want to be around people, but then when I'm around people, I just want to leave. <laughs> So, but because I was really trying to suppress that voice, suppress my emotions, I wouldn't get away from them quick enough. I would still have them in my circle, despite the fact that on a subconscious level, it irritated me. But anyway, here we are. So, you know, that's why I I just started, I started analysing everything, I started breaking, I started anything that wasted my time or took too much energy from me, I just cut it off and I started, I, I didn't know precisely how to move forward, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. I was watching the YouTube videos and YouTube channels about people, you know, therapists and people who are really trying to help those who have gone through narcissistic abuse and even with my even with my dad i thought i don't know if i've me- i have mentioned this before I, you know his is like a whole it's like some really long story i also have a whole recording for him but you know even with him you know the last time i saw him during us during the summer of that year that i started distancing myself from my friends that whole year of uh, 2020 2019 precisely you know i just when i left his house you know after i left let out a last cry for help and i realized that he genuinely didn't care he's just a narcissist like my mother but a different version i i didn't i have no regrets leaving anyone behind because i know that even if i feel like you know i'm going out into the world now and i don't i'm not sure how it works you might need a a family base or support base you know um I know that even if I try to play it safe and stay around them because they're familiar, I'm not staying around anything good. So there's no point of me trying to stay around them for the sake of their familiar or their family or, you know, it feels safe, even though it's not. I want to be happy and I know I'm going to create it. I wasn't even sure how my future looked exactly at that time that I left my dad behind. I left my family behind. But I was like, I don't know how it looks right now, but I'm going to get to it. I don't know I don't know how. I'm just is I just it just has to happen. I'm gonna get to it, you know? Now I'm in a better place where I can where I can vision a better version of myself and a future version of myself and the things that I wanna accomplish and manifest this year. But you know, um it was a process and this is how it started. I, I don't know how much <laughs> I don't I don't wanna speak too much on one particular type of person on one person and everything. I just I don't want to end up repeating myself because there's no no there's no, even there aren't that many positive emotions attached to these people, so I don't want to go back down into that place. But you know, um, yeah. So that was how I dealt with it, you know. And oh, sorry. Apart from distancing myself from them, I was reading the Bible. I was reading the Bible and I was realizing how many lies I believed because of the sake of there being my parents or family or their older. I realized how many lies I believed. How many oh my goodness, the truth. The truth is the gospel. The truth is all the freedom you have in this life. The Bible teaches you how to get to that freedom and how to maintain that freedom. That is it okay how you get to that freedom how you maintain that freedom you have so much freedom in this world for it to be limited by some other person even if they're older than you even if they're your family if they are toxic it is not your responsibility to to deal with them or to tolerate it for the sake of being family your happiness is important your your contribution to humanity is important. Your existence is, is too important to waste it or diminish your light or dim your light for someone else who refused to deal with their trauma is now trying to lie to you that you're supposed to you're supposed to dim your light so that they can be comfortable. No. So, how do I how does I deal with it? I meditated. I prayed. I let out my feelings. I distanced myself from people. And now, once you once you begin to do all those things, once I began to do all those things, the next step will then be, you know, to work on letting them go grieving because it feels like you're grieving them. You still want them there, even though you know they're not good for you. You're grieving them. But now, the next step is to then start to envision a better version of yourself. And I'm still working on that. I'm actually still doing that. I'm envisioning what I want this year. And I genuinely believe I'm going to manifest it, you know? I'm j- I I'm not going to tell you what they are though. <laughs> but um you know, I'm I'm still working on, you know, uh envisioning a better version of myself and it only gets better from here because now I I know the freedom that I have and I will never let myself be captive ag- captive again to someone's ideas and uh, beliefs and everything. So it's only going to get better from here. But that is how I dealt with mine and I feel like it was necessary for me to tell you. So that maybe some maybe some of the things that I've done are the things that you're doing too, because I don't believe that this is for nothing. The words I'm saying is helping someone out there. <laughs> but you know, maybe these are some of the things that um, you know these are some of the things that you're you're thinking of doing or you've done, and you want to. You don't know whether it's the right thing to do. You need to pray. Just pray out loud. Pray as if you're talking to someone, even if you're alone. Just ask a question. Just speak. Read the Bible as well. And also, you can send me a voice recording on the Anchor app. Because if you happen to listen to this, if you happen to listen to this on any other app other than the Anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R. I don't know if the recording is doing my, doing that word any justice. I don't know whether you would. Anyway, on the Anchor app, you can send me a voice recording. So if this is something that you relate to, or maybe this is something that you, or maybe, or maybe, um... let me not say too much at once maybe this is something you relate to this is something that you understand and maybe you have some questions about some things that you want you want to know you know if if that was something that i did or maybe if it's you know uh, the right thing to do i mean i can't tell you what the right things to do i'm not a perfect being but sometimes if you're still in the thick of the darkness you're not sure you're not certain so i will be happy to help when it comes to guiding but you know i can't tell you what the right thing to do is because the focus is on you you know what's good for you what if i give you advice and it's not good for you that still renders my opinion irrelevant but anyway if you have something to say you can relate to this you want to help you want to contribute to what i'm saying just send me a voice recording on the anchor app and i will listen to it and i will respond so that is all i have today to say on how I dealt with my trauma if I have something more to say like if I remember something else like you know when you're in when you're in an argument and you're like I wish I said that I wish I said that I will still make another recording even if it's two minutes so yeah that's all I have to say bye